Aop me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Aop me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. Oh, super excited for this week's episode, people. I hope you're sitting comfortably because I'm going to read your story. And it's a story, it's written originally by uh, my uh, co-author and mate, uh, Will Hussey, who's a creative genius, a brilliant writer and a brilliant trainer and a brilliant keynote speaker. And I teamed up with Will and... Um, uh, Gavin Oates and Amy Bradley, who who's uh, illustrated it, and we wrote Brill Kid, the big number two, awesomeness to the next level. So it's a follow-up book to Brill Kid, uh, the original, uh, the original one. Now it's aimed at children. So what we do at Art of Being Brill is we try and bring the messages of positivity down the age groups. So it is aimed. This story, so it took me five minutes to read it. It is worth listening to. It's a beautiful piece of writing, and I think if you've I don't know, it's aimed at 7 to 11 year olds, but you'll get it folks, it's beautiful. So sit yourself comfortably, it's called Joe's Amazing Technical Wheelie Bin. Oh, what a great title mate. Right, so off we go, written by Will, kind of amended a little bit by me, illustrated by Amy, it's genius. Off we go, Joe's Amazing Technical Wheelie Bin. I'm going to read it straight from the book, right? Great Uncle Joe wasn't very good at being happy. He'd mastered grumbling, frowning and cursing under his breath, but happiness wasn't really a strength. Life to Joe was rubbish. It was rubbish on a Tuesday, it was rubbish on a Friday, and it was especially rubbish on a Monday. The other days in between weren't great either. He was even straight-faced on a Saturday, which shows you just how expert Uncle Joe had become at making a hash of his life. Life for Joe was one big pile of rotting, stinking, fermenting, maggot-ridden rubbish. He'd got deeply entrenched in a habit of grumpiness, which was curious because he hadn't always been like that. He'd learned to be like that. The old chap lives next door to Harriet Sweettooth. Now, she was absolutely lovely, very sweet, with not a single grumpy bone in her body. In fact, her body was quite squashy. Harriet liked puddings, you see. She also liked Great Uncle Joe and would sometimes offer him a cake or a fruit crumble. But, but he always refused. Now, this was odd. Because even when Great Uncle Joe was telling his neighbour that he didn't want any cake, he knew it wasn't true. He loved cake and crumble and trifle and rice pudding. But his negativity had gotten so ingrained that he couldn't stop refusing happy things, even when they were offered to him on a plate. Or indeed, in a dish. <laughs> Great Uncle Joe's low light of the week was on a Tuesday evening, when he could grumpily grumpily trundle his 240 litre dreary grey wheelie bin all the way down the length of his rubbish weed riddled driveway. There it would stand all night full to the brim of Joe's rotting stinking fermenting maggot ridden rubbish until the bin wagon rocked up and a week's worth of rottenness was driven away. Sometimes he also wheeled Mrs. Sweet Tooth's bin as well. Now please read that bit again because it's a clue. 
a big clue. So yes, Great Uncle Joe was grumpy, but there was still some niceness inside. There was a glimmer of hope. His happiness was hidden, not just from his neighbours, but from himself. Bin day is Wednesday, so please imagine it's now early morning on Thursday. Still a little bit dark, the bin wagon has gone and done its thing and trundled to the next street. Great Uncle Joe trapes down the length of his driveway, expecting to collect his newly emptied, dreary grey wheelie bin. He could then fill it to the brim with rotting, stinking, fermenting, maggot-ridden rubbish all over again. Standing in front of him, however, was no longer an ordinary grey bin. It was simply the most spectacular bin that you ever did see, covered in stripes of every colour and bedecked with gold and silver stars that twinkled brightly. The bin was almost, but not quite, glowing. It was Joe's amazing, technicolour, wheelie bin. Great Uncle Joe was puzzled. He rattled his bin and it felt full. His first instinct was to grumble that the bin men had forgotten to empty his stinking rotten rubbish because they were good-for-nothing employees of the local stinking rotten council. But he was halfway through that thought and he flipped the lid, the bin's lid, not his, and got the fright of his life. A golden ray of sunshine, about as powerful as a lighthouse, beamed into the early morning sky. He shielded his eyes and ears as the happiest song he'd ever heard boomed from the bin. Great Uncle Joe leapt at the bin and closed the lid, cutting off the light and the music show. The old man frowned, his wrinkles falling into a familiar pattern. Assuming the councillor delivered him a faulty bin, he trundled it back to his house, where he'd lodge a formal complaint and perhaps get some sort of compensation. He wanted his rubbish, rubbish bin back. He huffed and puffed and heaved and weaved his way back along the gravel driveway and all the way to his back door. His bin was evidence that the councillor had messed up, so he thought he'd better wheel it indoors for safekeeping. He opened the door and levered the bin inside, where it stood radiantly in the middle of the kitchen floor, like a rubbish bin sent from the heavens. For some time, Joe sat looking at his bin, and the bin sat looking back at Joe, until he did the only thing that he could do. He opened the bin for another sneaky peek. The moment he lifted the lid, sunlight engulfed the kitchen, filling the room with bright yellow warmth. The happy song rang out, far too loud for this time of day. Shielding his eyes with one hand, Joe reached into the bin and pulled out the first thing he clasped, an old pair of dancing shoes, and slammed the lid shut. Joe looked at them in silence of his kitchen. He reflect, his reflection peered back from the buffed patent leather toes. They were black and white and looked somehow familiar. He tentatively slipped them onto his feet and experienced a binderella moment. That's like Cinderella, but it involves bins. They were the perfect fit. Immediately, Joe felt the surge to slide and pirouette around the flagstone floor. He leapt and jumped and twisted and twirled, puffing and smiling and whooping with delight. He stood straighter than he had in years and his knees were perhaps a little less creaky. He fox-trotted from the kitchen to the lounge before tangoing back again. He tap-danced on the kitchen tiles until he could dance no more. Great Uncle Joe paused for breath and caught his reflection in the cooker hood. The deep furrows upon his brow seemed somehow not quite so deep any more. Joe's eyes grew wide and twinkled. He could feel something he'd not done in a long time. He wasn't sure what the feeling was, but he liked it. The old man couldn't resist delving into the bin once more. Shielding his eyes and wrapping a scarf round his ears, Joe reached in and this time he grabbed something a bit bigger. He had to bend right in and wrestle the thing from the depths of the amazing Technicolor wheelie bin, keeping his eyes tight shut to shield them from the golden, golden rays. Lid shut, scarf lowered, he saw an easel, some paintbrushes and paints.
Oh my goodness, he smiled aloud. I remember that paint set. As a child and young adult, Joe would love to paint. In fact, he'd been a very good artist, especially landscapes and seasides and nature. Great Uncle Joe was grinning like a cat from a county towards the northwest of England. Now he, <laughs> now he had a brand new paint set. He vowed there and then to kickstart his hobby. The old chap fancied one more dip into the bin. This time he wore his sunglasses and earmuffs so he could have a right long rummage. He also put Factor 40 sunscreen on because of the rays. The kitchen was flooded with light and any neighbours who weren't awake were now as the Alleluia chorus made his house shake. Great Uncle Joe's feet were peeking out of the amazing technical wheelie bin as he leaned in and had a good feel around. He emerged with a dog-eared full-colour cookbook entitled Mrs Kipling's Exceedingly Good Buns, Cakes, Puddings and Desserts. Leafing through the pages, he licked his lips as recipe after recipe of chocolate treats and caramel tarts whetted his appetite. He used to love baking. He used to love eating what he'd baked. These days, Uncle Joe only ate beans on toast and sometimes beans under toast. His finger settled on a sticky toffee pudding, an old favourite of Joe's. After scurrying around the pantry and collecting some dusty tins and out-of-date ingredients, he set about making the pudding with wild abandon. A short while later, the golden brown sticky toffee pudding sat looking at Joe, very sticky and very toffee y. He was going to tuck right into it, but he remembered that Mrs. Sweet Tooth from next door, she liked puddings. So, with a smile on his face, he waltzed out of his front door, hurdled the hedge, and a rat a tat tatted on Mrs. Sweet Tooth's knocker. The old lady was delighted to be invited. Sticky toffee pudding for breakfast, she cooed, her mouth slobbering and her eyes spinning. Give me ten minutes, she beamed, and I'll come over with some custard. Returning to the technical wheelie bin, Joe returning to the technical wheelie bin, Joe rummaged around once more and this time pulled out a large square book. Opening the cover, he realised it was filled with photographs. It was a family photograph album crammed full of pictures of birthdays, sports days, holidays and away days, football games, cricket matches, fun in the sun and holiday mayhem. There were grandmas and grandkids and stepbrothers and little sisters and long-forgotten best friends. There were snapshots of laughing and dancing and mishap and good fortune, small people and big people and babies that are no longer babies and grown-ups that are no longer... Gulp. Joe looked at the pictures of great nephews and nieces. He wondered how old they were now, and right there and then Joe vowed to put the great back into Great Uncle Joe. Yes, it had been too long, but it wasn't too late. The doorbell rang and Mrs. Sweet Tooth smiled away in carrying a large jug of steaming custard. The pair ate and danced right there in the kitchen. The next day they went to the park. Saturday they went roller skating, and the day after that they went to the seaside, to exactly the same place as in the old photo album. Miss Sweet Tooth marvelled as Great Uncle Joe did the best seaside painting ever. Oh, and in case you're wondering, this story does have a happy ending. The magic wheelie bin had reminded Joe that what he wanted to be for the rest of his days. He wanted to be happy. And that required a very special type of magic. Everyday magic. Great Uncle Joe and Mrs. Sweet Tooth became a happy couple. Joe wrote to the council, thanking them for being so epic. The council moved Joe's amazing technical wheelie bin to Mrs. Frownalot's bungalow at number 56. Great Uncle Joe and Mrs. Sweet Tooth lived happily ever after with lashings of custard. <sighs> Till next time, happy rummaging. 
Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.